Start this live show. It's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the profanity nation, we running the town here. Yeah. It's the profanity nation. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast where we are the voice of the professional fan. Oh, man, what a big weekend. What a big news weekend for NBA basketball free agency before we get there. I can't wait, by the way. Let's get started. My co-host, Mr. Money Mike, how you doing? Man, it's been crazy, crazy week. I'm ready to get this going. Let's do it. Let's do it. You ready? NBA free agency. Okay. So you see Stat Pat, he is on holiday still. He's enjoying it with his family. We can't blame him. We'd like to first start off and wish everybody a happy July 4th coming up. That's tomorrow. This could be huge. Enjoy. Be safe. Keep all your digits. Keep all your hands. Keep it safe and sane. But enjoy and party, that's for sure. All right. Uh, we have a special guest today. We have a special guest, and you all know him. He does not need an introduction, but we will introduce him when he gets here. But you guys all know him as Big Baby Jonathan. That's right. He's here. He's going to be with us. But as usual, you guys all know, you know exactly how this gets going. We start the show with Marco Nunez. Marco Nunez is the former athletic trainer for the Los Angeles Lakers. He is the guy. He hits us up with all of the injury reports, lets us know. Uh, and as you know, as a Laker fan, we have enough of those. So he lets us know uh, where we stand and so forth. But let's get going right now. Let's bring uh, Marco on. Uh, Marco, are you with us? Ah, there hey, he is. I'm here. How are you doing? Happy 4th of July. Man. Happy 4th, Marco. You, Marco. How you doing, Marco? Do we want to do well, do well. Cool, cool. Hey, so I wanted to ask you about our former Laker, uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, um, right. you know, I think they reported about a week and a half ago that his knee is just starting to respond, you know, after his uh, after his surgery, where they're getting um a lot of, you know, he's actually not really feeling a whole lot of pain. And, you know, he, he we under the under the uh, uh, the idea was he was supposed to respond, what, about two months ago after his surgery? It's been about four months now. But they, like last week, two weeks, they said it, it's starting to respond. And um, let me ask you this question uh, too: When they they he's out here training in LA, but he's under the Chicago staff, so they have Chicago staff out here flying to LA to where he is to kind of do the evaluation. How common is that? Uh, did they ever fly you to where they were from, whatever, to look at to see how they were doing? Yeah, it, it's actually become pretty common at all levels of sports, whether it's basketball, whether it's NFL, whether it's um, NBA or anything of that sort. I mean, on a side note right now, I'm working with two NFL players um, that I, you know, I'm not with the team type of thing, but they're out here late. So I'm working with them as far as part of the rehab type of thing. And, you know, they do have their own staff wherever they're from. Uh, but sometimes they want to go kind of go somewhere else, either change the scenery, change of environment type of thing. Um, so it's, it's become kind of kind of common for athletes to go somewhere else and be able to do that. And then they'll fly the staff, at least one of the staff members, to kind of just not necessarily supervise, but just to observe and see what's going on, see how they're progressing, how the athlete's progressing. And more importantly, make sure that the athlete's on track to return to play 
when they suspect or when they, or when they think he or, he's, he or she is going to be, be, be returning to play. Okay. So, so it's not, it is pretty common for like things like that to happen. I have a question is, is the, the directive of the training staff, is that delivered directly to you from the NFL team or is that uh, 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 relayed to you through the player and his staff? So it, it's a little bit of a tr tricky situation, so to speak, because at this time I'm employed, I'm being hired by the, at the player himself. Okay. By, by both these athletes. So, my, I don't want to say loyalty, but my response obviously is to the athlete type of thing. So my message is to the athlete. Yes, at the same time, I communicate with the head athletic trainer, with the director of sports medicine for the NFL team. We talk on a weekly basis. I give them update. And, you know, being on that side of, of the, the role or whatever, as far as the head athletic trainer, I, I, you know, that's, I guess it's one of the biggest advantages that I have is that I understand where they're coming from, too, from, from the, from the, as a head athletic trainer. And also from my perspective, and when I work with the athlete, unless I, I tell them, hey, you know what? I understand their concerns. I understand what they want to see. I understand what they want to know. I understand what they want to hear. So I got to keep them happy. and got to kind of work with them. But at, 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 but my first priority is the athlete because he's the one that's personally hired me, not the team. Now, if the team's hired me, then that's a whole different story. Okay, so I'm doing rehab with you. It ain't going as well. You know, uh, so if I say, hey, Marco, you know, I'm, I'm working hard. We're going to get it. Don't tell them it ain't going as well. You, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> You can refuse to answer the question, but I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, I understand, you know, the he loyalty. He said where his loyalty stands. Yeah, so we'll, loyalty. Just well, well, here's the thing about it, and, and you're right. You know, there's been that situation, and it's very common for that, just like what you came up with, hey, no, don't tell them that, don't tell them that. And my response to you is, hey, you know what? I'm a, I have to be honest with them. I have to at least give them some information, at least give them some understanding of what they want to hear, what they what they need to hear, so to speak. Do I need them to give them the full details? You know, because you've hired me and you tell me no, then obviously probably I can't, but I need to communicate. But what I'll do first is I'll, I'll talk to you and make sure that you understand that, hey, this is what I'm going to communicate with the team. So you are okay with it. I'm okay. They're okay. And everybody's kind of like on the same thing. You know, there, there's some times where I, I, I take some videos of the athlete doing some exercises and I have to send it over to, to the staff to make sure that, hey, this is what they're doing. But I'll ask the athlete, hey, you know what? This is what I'm sending. You're cool with this. And they're like, yeah, cool, cool. They're done. Then I send them up. They're like, no, don't send this one. Okay, we'll send this one. We'll send this one. But I have to say, I want to say, hey, we need to send stuff. We cannot not send anything. We cannot not communicate with them because then they're going to be like, what the heck's going on type thing. And, and like I said, because I've been on the other side of the fence when I was the head athletic trainer and I've had to communicate with people, um, with personal trainers, I understand, you know, where they're coming from and I understand what I'm coming from. And I think that's one of the huge advantages that I have that I've been, I've been on both sides. So I know what they need and I know what, what we need to do. Absolutely. I, I have a question for you related to our hometown Lakers here. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of rumors swirling about the whole Kyrie Irving and, and all of that good stuff. Um, and, and it's not Kyrie that I'm asking about. Um, it's about an, ex, uh, an auxiliary player that may come with Kyrie, and that would be, I believe, Joe Harris, who has a broken ankle or is recovering. Um, but I know is recovering from injury, and they'd like to offload that contract, which makes sense. Most teams try and offload bad contracts. Um, my question is, how much of a gamble is it actually trading for a player who is just still in the basis of recovering and you really don't know how that rehab is going to go because everyone reacts different. Is it really just, you just, it's just something you just bite the bullet and go for it. Or can you really, really do some research there and get a good understanding of what you're getting into? 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we've talked about. I think you guys have asked me this question as far as on the draft. Can you add, Can you draft an, an injured athlete? Can you trade an injured athlete? Yes, you can trade. You can draft whoever you want um, on, on that part. It's just you're, it's just the Lakers are going to be taking that responsibility and that, that risk if, one, the uh, the rehab kind of goes south or, like you know, like we said with Lonzo, like the example of Lonzo Ball, he, he isn't reacting positively to his rehab. Now we have to go back and do another surgery. Is he going to miss out the whole season because of that? You don't know. So you are taking huge risks um, from that part. Now, the other advantage of it, I think, just like you mentioned, it's that they're offloading contract. It's This is last year. You just want to get him in the books and then probably get him out and then, and then take a risk. Hey, if, if he rehabs great, he plays great, he recovers great, you have a player in-house, in you can go in and kind of renegotiate a contract or sign him for next year type of thing. So um, at the end of the day, yes, it's, it's a risk that the Lakers will take, um, but it all depends. You know, it's a, Again, what we talked about, the risk-rewards. What is the reward higher than the risk right now? And it sounds like it is, so they're willing to take it. Absolutely. All right, one more one more question. Um, sure. We we um, we we drafted. We actually we didn't even draft. No, but undrafted, up, but we signed. We, we signed the undrafted uh, player uh, in Sharif O'Neal. Uh, we know that he had a heart condition that required surgery back when he was in college. Um, it is so now we're bringing him in. Do we? You know, he's had a full bill of health, you know, when he went over to LSU. Do we look at that um, oh, yeah. and just go with that? Or do we do we reevaluate him before we start to try to, you know, get him going and, and you know, oh. and on the scene? No, even though he's had a clean bill of health and he's been already pre-approved or has passed while he was at LSU, Lakers should have, and they probably well did, do a full, uh, the medical staff, that you know, the doctors did a full range of, uh, exams and tests on him to make sure to give their their, their staff of approval they're not not that the lsu doctors are, are there's nothing wrong with the lsu doctors but it's not like you're going to take the word of the lsu doctors i think i'm sure they've done a great job but the lakers physicians have to do their job they have to run him through the ringer so to speak and put him through all these tests to make sure that they approve and they they, they see that that they, that they don't see any any risk or any potential risk for him being able to play basketball um in in the league so Otherwise, uh, if he's already in the court, that means that the positions have pretty much given their uh, stamp of approval. And and, and uh, follow-up question: You're not really involved in any of that. You just like let me know if he can play or not, right? Because you're you're not. Oh no, obviously, no, no, no. obviously you're not a heart surgeon or or anything like that. So yeah, you, they, so you're, you're depending on them to tell you he's okay. Correct. So the way it operates, my job as a head athletic trainer what is, was was to basically compile and collect all the medical information that he's had over the years. And then so any EKG exams, any stress, te- any stress tests that they've done, all the surgical notes, all the rehab notes, anything of that sort. I'll sit through the rehab notes. I'll sit through my portion and see if I see any red flags. If I see any red flags, I highlight it. And then and all the, those tests that we've done, I provide that to a physician to say, this is what I've seen. Then they take it from there. They see what they see. Um, and then, they, and then they go either they give their staff an approval. Same thing as far as let's say something simple as a knee surgery. If players had an ACL uh, reconstructive surgery, I go through the, their, their whole entire rehab protocol. You know, did it take how long did it take them to recover? Was there any swelling? Was there any side effects? Was there any setbacks, so to speak, type of thing on that part from my my aspect? Then the physician will look at the MRI exam. They'll look at the X-rays. They'll look at uh, CT scans. Anything that said see see if they see anything that's still red flag in that part. If they don't, then they'll go ahead and give them a grade. And then that, based on that grade, then the Lakers are, will um, decide whether they want to sign him or not. Now, they can give him an A grade, a B grade, a C grade, a D grade, or even an F grade. And even if you give him an F grade, they can still sign, sign him and bring him on board if you want. But ideally, you want to step up in the A, B, or C area. I have, I have one more question, then we'll let sure. you go, Marco. Um, 
is there any obviously this is a huge expense for teams to mm -hmm. to to do this research on these potential players they're not even their players at this point um is there any uh, are there levels to this meaning that hey if we're you know if this is a a unsigned player we're only willing to investigate this far and we'll just take the word for it um if this is a first round draft pick we're going to do run the gamut or is it all just it's all the same it doesn't matter what level g league um you know two-way player are there levels to that i i think it, it's the levels are based on the money that's being provided and the number of years of contracts that they're being provided type of thing and yes if you're looking at as a first round athlete yes you're gonna put pretty much roll out the red carpet and do every exam that you could potentially do every research you can do type of thing i mean i've gone to the place where um, I've had to go on social media and, you know, because a lot of athletes nowadays post on social media how they're doing the rehab. And I go, I, I, I had to follow athletes. I've got their Twitter accounts, their Facebook accounts, see what they're doing, where they're doing, stuff like that. The rehab, who are they doing rehab, what stuff like that. Um, I got to do my research on, on that end. Uh, but, yes, if it's a lower, I don't say lower in athlete, but a lower round, second round, or maybe just a, a non-draft guy athlete. And they're not going to give them a lot of money. And it's only going to be, a, and more importantly, if it's, is it a non-guaranteed contract? If a player's coming in with a non-guaranteed contract, they're more likely to take a higher risk on the athlete because they know by a certain date when they have to, you know, kind of lock in the, the contract, they can decide, you know what, no, we don't want it. We, we tried it. Didn't work out. You're ready to grow. We'll go somewhere else. Excellent. Marco, thank you so much for joining us. We know you're super busy, especially on this holiday weekend. Can you please let all our followers and listeners know uh, the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on? Sure. If you guys have any questions regarding um, sports medicine, injuries, recovery, or anything like that, so feel free to uh, DM me on my Instagram at MarcoANunion17, or please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. Sounds great. Thank you, Marco. All right. Happy 4th of July. Hopefully, hopefully everybody keeps their fingers this weekend. Hey, it's, it's, it's safe and sane. Exactly. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Marco. All yeah. right. So, so great information. Uh, looks like, uh, you know, if Sharif is playing, then he's healthy. Right. Yeah. So that's what we I have mean, to go I, off of. Yeah. Uh, let's stick we, with. We gotta the, see if he's any good, though. But. Well, that 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 depends on something different. But yeah. let's uh, let's go ahead and stick on the Lakers subject here. We have a guest that needs no introduction, but we will introduce him. Uh, Big Baby Jonathan is in the house. Let's bring him on. Uh, Big Baby Jonathan of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Uh, he looks like he's frozen. Hopefully, he'll get in here real soon. Um, I've saw him in the background, so we know he'll come up here soon. Uh, sometimes there, oh, there he is. He's on the other one now. Let's go ahead and <laughs> reconnect it. All right. Uh, big baby, how you doing? Can you hear us? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. You look great. You look great. Yeah. Yeah. Long yeah, time no hear, me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Long time, long time no here, man. Uh, you know, miss you, man. We got to talk with a whole lot of stuff been going on in the last uh, couple of weeks. I think let's start off with, um, keep talking. Maybe if, if, if you can still hear me, let's start off with, um, you got word that uh, Dwight's not coming back, huh? Yep. Sounds like he's gone. Okay. okay. So so if you didn't hear what when he gets back, um, Big Baby Jonathan, he broke. He has a uh, uh, media relationship with uh, Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard supposedly broke to him that the Lakers are not interested in bringing him back so that he will not be coming back with the Lakers. And here we have him again. Let's hopefully he stays with us on this internet. Uh, can we bring him back in? Looks like he's there. Uh, Big Baby, are you there? Can you hear us again? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, hopefully yeah, we you stay you. on. No yeah, problem. What's going on? Yeah, what's going uh, on? So, so as uh, Money Mike was saying, please go ahead. Yeah, so Big Baby, you you kind of broke the news, or I heard it from you first, and put it like that, that White said that the Lakers aren't interested in them in this season? 
Yeah, he told me uh, Lakers are not bringing me back because I hit him up. Hey, what's up, bro? How you been? And he said Lakers are not bringing me back. And I broke that story before even anybody else did. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, I think he would have been a, a, a kind of intricate piece in, in, in mm-hmm. what we're trying to do because, um, you know, I, I you know, I, me, I've been kind of critical of what the Lakers are doing. Uh, uh, you know, always what I they do, what I call getting name brand players. You know, not really getting players that that really are going to fill Fit out a roster. Scheme. Yeah. You know, and and, and they will exactly. work together. Uh, they're just literally just going after the big name. Um, you know, I I I'd like the Jones pick up. You know, uh, the guy from the Warriors, not too bad. But I mean, no real groundbreaking stuff. I know we're trying to get Kyrie, but I mean, how do you think Kyrie's going to fit, man? If, if we get him, it's going to fit well. Um, AD, LeBron, the others. It's going to work well. We're going to have chemistry because AD and LeBron have chemistry, and Kyrie and LeBron already have the chemistry, and they know how to win. It's going to rub off on the other guys. Darvin Ham's going to get this team to play passion, no days off, and he's going to hold everybody accountable. Facts or feelings. Do you th- do you th- facts or feelings. We love that. Um, do you actually believe he will hold LeBron accountable when LeBron's not running back on defense or not getting in on a rebound? Do you actually believe he will hold him accountable? Yes, he will. You know, and if LeBron gets offended, it is what it is. You know, I'm tired of people babying LeBron. I keep it real like I do on my show, man. People baby LeBron when it comes to the coach coaches. That's how, that's how I look at it. You know, you don't see Frank Vogel do it. You don't see other coaches do it, man. I'm sick and tired of people babying LeBron. You man, have to hold him accountable. You have to hold him accountable. Now, 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 you know, as well as anyone else, Money Mike here has been labeled a hater because he tries to hold LeBron accountable. What, what is your thoughts on Money Mike's opinion on LeBron? You know it well. Yeah, I agree with it 100%. You're, you know, you have to hold LeBron accountable regardless, you know. I'm tired of people babying him. You know, oh, he had like 30 points, 10 turnovers. Oh, it's okay. No, the 10 turnovers, got to get better. You know, yeah. as fans, yeah. we have every right to – critique these players you know it's not about us baby it's not about us calling them out it's about us what can they do to get better for the next game and moving forward yeah but baby let, let's go into that man because he you know i mean i get a whole lot of slack about you know uh my true feeling about like lebron mm-hmm. and and my predictions are, are always or so far have been correct in what i've been yeah. saying but man, I've been literally for the last two weeks, man. I've been looking on Facebook. They got all these team LeBron, you know, memes, and they're trying to say, oh, he's the only guy that, you know, won three championships on three different teams. And, you know, like, you know, they they just keep on. I mean, this man, this team, this LeBron fan base, I think is more loyal than the Beehive. Would you what, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I agree with I mean, Who's more man. loyal? The Beehive? Or, or, the beehive, or, or, the beehive, uh, the beehive, the beehive, no. the beehive, the beehive, yeah, beehive, yeah. Oh man, look, I don't know, man, because I, I think I don't know what they call Team LeBron, man, but no, because nah, he's it's... out here just trying to go and justify everything that this guy does, and when he, all I want him to do is like if he, he said keep that same smoke, you know, when, when, you know, at the end of the season, yep. when that same smoke at the end of the season, then they want to make excuses for him, man. I, I, I can't take that, man. No, I can't me neither. Me neither. But, and I, and I call, call LeBron all the time. I don't care what people say. That's that's how I roll. 
Yeah, that's Let, why I like let's you, move to this year. Okay, so so we have this new season coming up. As always with the Lakers, uh, big baby, there's never mm-hmm. an off season. In fact, sometimes the off season is more exciting than the the regular season in Lakerland. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. that's been true uh, more often than not lately. Of course, 2020 the exception. But um, what? <sighs> What is the, uh, the the team signed a couple undersized wings with uh, some decent shooting? That, that's what they went after. Um, you know, we knew that they couldn't do much with free agency. They're locked in. They don't have the money. We knew it would have to come through a trade. What What are you really expecting? You know, let, let's just assume Kyrie doesn't come and we're stuck with Westbrook right now because that's what we have. What What are you realistically expecting this next week, uh, this next season from the team? Are you, Are we expecting championship or have you dumbed that down a bit? Mm-hmm. With Westbrook, man, like you have to go into every season to win the championship. So we're gonna go to win the championship. If we keep Westbrook, we're gonna go try to win the championship. We got to. We got to have that mindset. But, but you're realistic. Are, are, yeah. are we getting there? I mean, uh, playoffs, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're talking or, playoffs. Or, or, Westbrook are playing play at best. Oh man, no, come on! No. So first of all, come look, on. Look, I. <laughs> Playing, I mean, that is just so disgusting to me when they have this guy, you know, called LeBron, and yeah. I just, and the narrative behind him is, you know, they want to, they they everybody, you know, wants to put LeBron in his goat, uh, uh, you know, conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. And they always was just saying, it, you know, before like the last three or four years, oh, he could go to any team and they make the finals. You know what I mean? Like they hype all that stuff up, man. Look. We got to be better this and next year than playing. You know, I mean, we have to be a contender team, top four, like right? Shouldn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. because it should be championship or bust. You know, yeah. uh, with it, like especially yeah. Lakers should always be minimum top four is yep. what you're looking for. Um, you're looking for home court advantage in the first round period. Not that they need it; they don't. But they should be performing on that level. Um, mm. Okay, so so right now. Uh, it's a very interesting NBA. The Clippers got stronger. They added um, Wall. We're expecting Kyrie uh, or Kawhi to get back. Um, who's uh, you know? Uh, are the Clippers a, a a real? Let's be honest. Are the Clippers? You know, I think Draymond stated that the Clippers are one of the only teams that's really a threat. I, I don't personally see John Wall as a threat. If he was, other teams would have been clamoring to get him. Um, so uh, what, what, what do you see as the Western conference next year? If the Lakers get Kyrie, they're a favorite, but, but do you see the Clippers? What about Utah today? You know, what, what, what do you see in uh, Minnesota? Minnesota got better. What are you thinking? I think it's going to be Golden State, the Lakers, if we get Kyrie, the Clippers, I don't trust them. 100, I do not trust them. They get these star players and they choke in the playoffs. So I am not scared of them, but like Utah is going to rebuild. Minnesota is going to be very talented. I feel like they're going to be like this five, six seed in Memphis. That's the team everybody needs to watch out for is the Memphis Grizzlies. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be motivated. And I feel like that's the team to watch out for in the West. Okay. I, I want to lay something out to you guys, both of you. Okay. And Money Mike, mm-hmm. I want to tell you how you feel about this guy. You tell me how you feel about this All guy. Right. Okay. Okay. So this guy he goes to a team, sits back, and rehabs his first year. Doesn't play. Team invests millions of dollars. No names mentioned just yet. I mean, he's paid the mega level, right? Then they, he convinces that team, hey, 
go out and get my buddy. This is the guy we need. This is the guy we need on this squad to help me win. They do it. Hey, go get this guy. This is the guy we need, the second guy, to help us win on this squad. It all collapses, and Kevin Durant runs out the door. Mm. Runs out the door. They paid a full year for him to rehab, invested in him. They got his buddy Kyrie, his buddy Hart. They did everything that he asked, and he now, I'm out of here. Sorry, guys. Sorry, you have no more draft picks. You have nothing left, and you've called LeBron. You say when he leaves teams, he leaves them absolutely decimated. I have never seen a player treat a city or a team worse than Durant has treated the Nets by asking for this trade. How do you guys feel about that? Let's start with Big Baby. Man, it's uh, so fortunate that Durant did that. And uh, if I was Brooklyn, I would like if Brooklyn, if Kevin Durant was on my team and he asked out and he did that, I would say, no, you're up out of here. You know, and I understand why Brooklyn wants to trade. I understand too why KD wants out. You know, I feel like he's going to go to a team that contending. I don't think he's going to go to a rebuilding team. See, this is really, I'm going to tell you right now, I like Durant's game. You know, he has a great game. I love to watch it. Um, it's very disappointing to me, though, because this guy, to me, actually is kind of worse than LeBron, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> mainly because, like, this guy has a no-trade clause, right? So he, since he has a no-trade clause, he basically says, I want to get traded, and I either want to go to this number one seed in the East or this number one seed over here in the West, right? And it's been very apparent to me that what I've realized about Kevin Durant is in order for him – to be effective mm-hmm. and uh, MVP of the league or MVP of the finals when he wins the championship, he needs to have um, a all-star other MVP caliber other players MVP around caliber him. players to be around him, so that way he doesn't get all the attention, right? Because see, when he's on that team and he's that main guy, he has been proven that he is not able to put the team on his back um, and, and take him to the promised land. Hey guys, I believe, I believe the number is 119, $119 million. They've paid him and he played something like 70 games and they got one playoff series win out of it. Out of it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. Like I'm kind of disappointed in, and he's uh, jumping ship now. Kevin Durant. And look, like I said, there's a whole lot of team, uh, LeBron people, and 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 one thing that I did see on there, and it's true, LeBron has played out his contract. When he's forced to trade or whatever, he has played out his contract. Yep. So it's been free agency. So uh, uh, come on, you know, Kevin. I like Kevin Grant game way better than LeBron. But what he's doing over there, uh, and look, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm telling you all right now, if I'm mm-hmm. trading with Durant, I am gutting your team. You know what I mean? I'm getting Booker. I'm getting the number one team is not going to be the number one team anymore because <laughs> they're not going to yeah, have the like, pieces. Right. I want everybody, like everybody on that team, just left with with KD. And you mm-hmm. always can make that work with, with that with that contract. Like anybody you want is is is. is all right. So so I have a question for you guys. Okay. Even with all that, he's obviously an extremely talented player. Would you trade? Our Laker assets for Kevin Durant. 
Would you trade AD no. straight up for KD? The younger KD, yeah, but not this KD. Really? Okay. So the only I'm going to say right here that 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 would be a fool to not do it, except for the fact. And you might say, well, he's on a four year contract, so that's a great trade. No, he'll just ask for a trade. He'll just demand yeah. it and he's out. So he's not loyal. You know he's not going to stick it out. I think that's the sticking point Look. for most squads is why am I going to trade long-term assets even though he has a four-year contract? He'll do, he can demand a trade. And then, you know, what good is the contract anyways? You got a player who's not going to show up or not want to commit. It don't matter at that point. Look, I, I just don't want the drama that come along. Like, can, can oh, well, we then why, Do we want Kyrie then? Well, I mean, right. Like, oh, that's, that's my only issue, like, with Kyrie. Like, did he really squash this whole beef? That he had with uh, LeBron. I oh, mean, that's squash. You know, I I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, that, that, it, yeah, that's that's called a a big slice of humble pie. Go ahead, big baby. Uh, Kevin Durant, man, he run he runs from the he runs from the challenge. When the situation goes tough, you know, he wants to get out of town. You know, you never saw Kobe do that. You never saw Michael Jordan do that. You know, uh, uh, hold tight, hold tight. No, 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 my bad. Go ahead. Kobe requested a trade when it was going bad. They kept him. No, but see, they, Kobe, that, Kobe requested wait, wait a, a trade, a and had they gone through with that trade, he would have been gone. Now, wait a minute. That Buss not, said, that I'm not, not doing it. But no, wait a minute. That's not true. Uh, I mean, Kobe did request a trade, but the reason why Kobe yeah. requested a trade is because they promised Kobe something prior to that, and yeah. uh, they – then they reneged. It just is what it was. is. He did request. So, so just yeah, what well, Kobe said, listen. Yeah, he, did. He, did. he did. Kobe did request. But he the only did. reason why Kobe requested was because they said, okay, hey, Kobe, they all got reasons, my we're man. Gonna, but he we're going we're gonna to look to make a, a championship team. And then Kobe sat there and saw them deliberately not doing that. Bring him Chris Mim. Right. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. they told him, you know what? You're right. We did promise you something and we're not doing it. And Kobe said, look, that's why I wanted to trade. It's way different than anything else. All right. We got a lot more to get to, but what we're going to do, we're going to take a break really quick. We're halfway through the show, so this is perfect. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Big Baby, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stick with us to the end of the show. So we've got a lot more to cover. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. We are back. This is the Profanity Nation podcast. We are here with our guy. We've got big baby Jonathan back with us, and we're ready. All right. So let's keep going here, you guys. There's still so much to talk about in the NBA. Um, big baby, again, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. 
Um, yeah, most definitely. No problem. Now, uh, some of the other teams that they're talking about, I mean, I guess what, what Kevin Durant requested, the Suns and the Heat, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the Suns, they're not parting with Booker, and that's what it would take to probably make that happen. It's not going to happen. So uh, uh, where do we see Kevin Durant, or how do we see this uh, ending here, uh, Big Baby? I think he's going to end up in Phoenix. Um, DeAndre Ian is going to go to Brooklyn with um, Cam. What was it? What was the other dude's name? Bridges, not Bridges. But yeah, Mikael Bridges and a hell of picks. And then I get this done. You know, I think Brooklyn at this point, they're done with him. They don't want to bring him back. At this point, they just want to start fresh. And I, you know, I get it. It's a business, you know, because Rudy Gobert got traded. They've been absolutely demolished with the picks that they gave up for the players that Durant wanted. So, uh, you know, when they gave up to all those picks uh, for Harden, that that pretty much ate them. Now, now let's just look at this. Okay, let's just put this out there. Okay, they gave up a ton for Harden. And Houston now has those picks. They have the next picks, I think, all the way through like almost 2029 or something like that for the next foreseeable half decade or so. And now the Nets look like they're going to be in rebuilding mode. So they will not have a good record. Look who came out of this one. You know, we judge these trades yeah, when they happen. And you go, oh, Harden to there. And look, oh, Brooklyn won. I don't know. Did Brooklyn win? You know, you know, we know what really is interesting to me is like, I'm trying to figure out who um, who is actually in control of everything, right? Because is it actually the player or the organization? Because they have the rent of the contract. They could go ahead and do just like what they did with Kobe and said, no, we're not going to yep. trade you. Yep. Like, why Why um, do we, are we uh, uh, so sure that this is going to happen? And then they go work with Durant and say, listen, we're not going to trade you. Um, you're going to play with us. We're going to work to build around you. Like, why is that not an option? Uh, for that to happen, it, it used to be. It, right. there, I mean, the power switched. I don't understand why. Right? Um, I, I think that there should be consequences if a player sits out. I think if a player sits out and he's under contract and sits out, decides he's not going to play due to anything other than injury um, or whatever is acceptable, then he should also then then fine. You could be released from the contract, but you're not allowed in the league for two years. Or until the end of that contract. So if, he, if if Durant doesn't want to finish and, and they can't find a suitable trade, why should they have? Okay, fine. Then you're, you're not allowed to play in the league until this contract's done. So far, see you in three years, buddy. Go to yeah. China. And, and, yeah. and not get paid in the NBA. You lose a contract and you can't sign one. That would make yeah. you stay and go about it the right way. What do you think, money? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, because see, it, it's, you know, you agreed to this. Like, why, why am I trying to uh um well here's the thing it's two, it's two sides of the coin right if, if you keep him then he's disgruntled and then other players may see how they didn't give him what he wanted so then no other player will want to sign with them or we could we could go ahead and buy into it now we're we're allowing the 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 um prisoners control the control the jail so um i, I don't you know it, it's really hard for me but if I'm Brooklyn, I would say, hey, Durant, I don't want to trade you right now. Call the bluff. Um, um, you know, you have no trade clause anyway. Um, I, I, they're not going to give me, unless I get, you know, uh, <laughs> all the people I want. I want these three players. If they give me them, you could go. Other than that, I'm not. Well, I'd you. switch it. I'd, I'd switch it. I'd change the power. And I'd say, okay, you want to go to the Suns and you want to go to the Heat. Well, well, you know their phone numbers. 
make it happen. Here's who I want. I want Booker and I want this, or I want this and this. I want uh, Butler and I want such and I want Booker and eight. You know, or I want this. Go make it happen. You're the one who wants to get out of here. You have agents. Make it happen. If you can't make that happen, then I'm going to let you know the teams we're willing to work with. We're willing to work with Toronto because we can get such and such player, or we're willing to work with Indiana because we feel we can get. If you can get that, then we'll let you go. If not, we expect you to show up to training camp and we expect you to show up on day one. Yeah. It's that simple. And if you don't, then the NBA should hold these players accountable. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Because here's the thing about it, though, and this is what I think is really sucky for for Durant. Durant um, hasn't said, I want to go to you know, Phoenix and and be the only one. He wants to go to Phoenix to play with, with Booker, Booker and to yeah. play with Aiden, to play with these certain players. Like, so who does he think that they're going to get get back? You know, New Jersey is going to get back. Well, let me ask you this. You know, um, LeBron takes a lot of heat for bringing this type of style of uh, players' power to the league. However, he's played it very – like you said, he's never demanded the trade. He's played it very different by signing those one-plus-ones or one-plus-one player option contracts. Why did Durant go ahead and sign the four-year? He could have signed and demanded whatever contract he wanted. He could have just said a one and one and we'll see. I'll, I'll renew next year if the team's going the right direction. That's it, the same thing LeBron has done, and they say it holds a team hostage. Well, maybe it does, but it gives him the best possible chance to win, and it, you're no longer demanding trades or letting a, a, you know, a team down or not fulfilling your contractual duties. And in all honesty, that's not all concept because Jordan did it every year, right? I mean, Jordan would, would renew one, do one, a one-year contract. He did it four times. There you go. So we we know that it, it's not an old concept at all. There it is, so, there, baby. You still there, baby? Yeah, I'm here. Still here. There he is. Uh, what what do you think about that? I mean, again, Durant, again, these players sign these contracts. A lot of them don't have the type of power. Yeah. LeBron, Durant certainly does. He chose. He, he probably asked for the four year. Now he wants yeah. out. I mean, I just think you lose credibility. I don't know. Uh, do you believe this will affect his legacy? Uh, I don't think so, man. I think his legacy is already cemented. He has, he's going to be one of the best scorers of all time going down the list. And Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant, man. And he has like three burner accounts. So he'll be known, by, he'll, he'll be known for that. He'll be he, well, yeah, he'll be known for for I, at least in my opinion uh being emotionally soft as Kobe would put it uh soft. Uh he's um, not soft as a player but certainly when he gets off the court and what people say about him he he seems to ingest that all too much and take it personally. Yeah, well I got into it with KD on Instagram. I mean him went back and forth and he uh you know, me and him got into it. I told him he ruined the NBA and he said I love you too. And I was like, "Why'd you have to jump ship?" He's like, "Wouldn't you jump ship if oh, if my if your team wasn't providing you with talent?" You know, and he blocked me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, you got blocked on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. But but okay, and that's when he was on Brooklyn, right? The team was not providing with talent. No, it was uh, when he was on Oklahoma. He was on the Warriors, and I said, "You ruined the NBA." He left Oklahoma. Right? Oh, oh, the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma oh, City. Yeah, and it's just. Me and him got into it. He's like, the Lakers did it in 2001 with the stacked team. So. Yeah, but see, but but look, it it was built differently, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, how do you, how do you say that? Like, I I just hate the culture of these these new players. 
Like these, these fans, do they man, have culture? Is there well, a culture? Well, their culture is, you know, um, it, 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 they're soft. You know, that really is. Like they, they, they're just. Because they've been catered to since they were yeah. 17 years old. But, but yeah. what I'm saying is, though, when you get drafted into this league, you're supposed mm. to make sure that you perform the best of the ability with whatever team that you have. You can't, you going around seeking to go play with other all star or Hall of, Hall of Famer uh, type of players, like that to me should not even be like fun, right? Like, you know, you, you want to go to a number one you seat. beat them. Right, like that's one thing that I that that I like about like Kawhi, right? Because Kawhi, you know, he went to Toronto and 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 he beat Rated. a team that was quote unquote you know considered to be like a dynasty team. Sure. Right. So I, you know, I never felt that he was gonna come to the Lakers because he even when he was in San Antonio won a championship that was supposed to be a dynasty team. You know, so Ka- Kawhi is the only player that really goes to teams and try to be a dynasty buster and try to go ahead and join uh, with their super friends. You know, and so that's why I really can, you know, respect them, you know, you know for the, for the teams that he uh, chooses to be. And then they go and build around him. Uh, let, let's move on to a different subject here, guys. Um, <clears throat> but I have a question. Okay. Uh, we know... Okay, the respect and admiration that Jason Tatum, a Celtic, has for Kobe Bryant, a former Laker. But I have a question for you. For you, is it ever okay for a former Laker to chastise or denounce or talk down to a current Laker player, a former Celtic, to talk down to a current Laker player publicly? Is that acceptable? As Kevin Durant called out Anthony Davis for not touching a basketball for months, as Anthony Davis proclaimed himself on video, and said, you should be in there playing, you should be in there getting better, you should be an all-star, you should be an MVP. Um, Is it okay for a former Celtic at heart to be rooting on or trying to get uh, the fire lit under a Lakers ass? Big baby? Uh, well, he was a Minnesota Timberwolves, so he got drafted. So he's a Minnesota Timberwolf. So Minnesota Timberwolf, former Minnesota Timberwolf. You refuse Timberwolf. to acknowledge his Celticness. <laughs> yep, I can't stand I any it. Celtic players. I can't stand any Celtic players. Um, yeah, but I do you respect what he was calling AD? Yes, I. You know, he was getting on his ass. Um, KG kept it real. You know, and if KG was an assistant coach on this team, he'd be on everybody. He wouldn't be playing around either. Right. I agree with KG on that. You know, you know what though. Look, here's the thing, man. I think you have to take stuff out of context, right? So when, it, it sounds really bad that if AD says, "I I haven't touched the ball in in, in a month," yeah. that sounds horrible. But hey, if he know he has injury prone issues and he yeah. knows that okay, I have bad knees and you know bad backs and whatever bad elbows and stomachs and necks and Whatever, whatever yeah. injury, you know, all this. If he's out there rehabbing all that stuff to make himself get stronger, so that way when I'm, so that way to the point where I'm not afraid if he falls, he's gonna be, he he'll be able to get back up, Mr. Glass, and, and 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 not not be injured, not shatter. If he right and not shatter. If he's working on all those particular things, man, listen, uh, drumming the basketball and timing, that's gonna come back. 
you know, so you know, we we what has he been doing? If you, you know, and that's the thing that they didn't say because it's, <laughs> it, it's the whole. It's true. It's they the, only caught him saying, yeah, "I haven't picked up a basketball in two ball. months." Right now, if he says, "I haven't, I haven't worked out. I haven't gotten in shape. I haven't tried to, you know, make sure my body condition is great and all that," then you know, cool. I want I want him to work on that. I I know you can play. You know, yeah. what I mean? you can shoot. I know you. You know, what I mean, I all that's timing. Can you make yeah. if he's been if he's been working on his body to get himself to be in shape so that way he won't he can play can, if this guy could give me sixty five games I'm asking for sixty five games this hopefully season. at the end of the season into yeah. the playoffs right 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 like on the back end <laughs> the then back end I don't care if he ain't never touched the ball because he he did what he uh, uh, yeah, had to do to make it to the season. for for his body to be right all right I I can't disagree with that. Um, I like what Kevin Garnett had to say. I like his fire. I always did like his fire in the league. Um, I, I, you know, I just speaking about Kevin Garnett, you know, I have the jersey. Um, speaking about uh, Kevin Garnett, you know, he he won me over uh, years ago when he was in Minnesota. He he did an interview and he teared up and they they asked him and he just said, "We're losing." They said, "Well, why are you sad?" He's like, "Cause we're losing." They said, and all he answered is, "Cause we're losing. We keep losing." Um, that meant a lot. That was heart right there. And he had the talent already, but that was the heart. And I was seeing the pain and I knew that he'd be a champion. I wanted him as a Laker and it almost happened. Uh, of course it didn't, it wasn't in the books because of, uh, Celticness in the family there, but, um, that's okay. We still won our title. They won one and they're living off it. Like it was 30 of them. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I honestly think that that, that that's what Rashid Wallace is going to bring bring to this um, the toughness, yes, the, the Rasheed toughness Wallace and the passion. Like you know, I always said, like I love to watch Rasheed Wallace's game, uh, and and uh, he would get a whole lot of texts, but he wouldn't get texts because he was just angry and wanted to fight. He got texts because of the passion that he had. That he wanted to win, Absolutely. and that's the thing that I need to be restored into the Lakers is the the you know take. Take you know, take things personal. Yeah, you know the, I mean? the, the anger you know, losing. The, right, yeah. Like I don't want to lose. I don't want to be mediocre. You know what I mean? Just to be passionate on the game. You know, that's what I hope that we're able to restore. Uh, what, what do you think, big baby? Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. You know, you know, it's like this last wait last year. Lakers were soft, like Sharman. No toughness, no nothing. Yep. You know, yep. I, agree. I agree. You know, there, there are many games need. they could have pulled out a win, but they they gave up. They gave yeah. up. Now that might have been on Vogel, but if you got a player like LeBron on that squad, that should never happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's times where LeBron had the games where he could have taken the game over, but he ended up passing the ball at the end. Yep, yep, you know? yep. And okay, so so I, I'm gonna hold you guys to this, okay, big baby. You're not allowed to change your thoughts. This is it. Lock it in. This is in stone. You ready? Okay, you too, money, Mike. Okay. Um, Lakers fans, a lot of people outside of Laker land will call us unrealist, uh, unrealistic. So, so we're going to go real with a realistic here because it's likely that Kyrie will get traded. We'll get some pieces here and there. We'll see. Hopefully they toss in as an added piece, Seth Curry. That would be great. Just saying. Um, let's just assume Kyrie comes here. I just want to know preseason. Big baby, what's our preseason record next year? Because I don't want to hear the excuses saying, oh, well, they're getting used to each other. They need more time. New coach. What are we expected to do yeah. in the preseason this year with this squad, Kyrie coming, assuming? Go, big baby. Four and two. 
four and two. So six games, four wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Money Mike, what are you expecting? Man, I'm happy if we're 500. If we if we're three and three, um, you know that to me is very 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 much acceptable. I mean, last year we saw. Uh, they, I, think, they we were, I think there's eight of them, guys, I think, right. but but yeah. I, I think we went 0-8 uh, yeah. last year, and every game we made an excuse and said, well, it's just the preseason, they'll this. Oh, it's well, it's, you know, uh, the, the Miami Heat squad, the Miami Heat squad didn't get didn't start winning until the midseason was the whole thing. You know, those guys, this and that. So um, I really think that uh, um, uh, I want to hold to it, and I think that regardless, if we get Kyrie, LeBron and Kyrie, have played together that shit's like riding a bike they should be rolling out there they yeah. have preseason they have training camp we should be i'm gonna go with an eight game we should be six and two so i'm going with a seven seven seventy five percent win record there not five hundred seventy five percent and we need to get started on the right track you know yeah. who we're playing in game one if we get Kyrie. it's either golden state or the clippers those that's that's going to open up the season for us golden state or the clippers and if it's golden state we're going to play on the road if it's the clippers we're probably playing at home or uh, considered at home at you know on the road but um that's who it's going to yeah. be and you need to win we yeah. have to start off with a win mm-hmm. yeah most definitely all right. Can I, so, can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely, yeah, please do. Why did Clip? Why I'm gonna get into it, man. Why did Clipper fans like say that they're gonna go to the championship? We have a stacked team, and anytime they come to the playoffs, they choke year after year. Everybody on ESPN saying they're contenders. They've been saying that since Chris Paul days, and they continue to choke. Why do they, why always did they hype choke? Up? Or what's the question? Just like why do they? Yeah, why do they always hype up the Clippers? Saying that they have Kawhi, Paul George, and they got a stacked team, but when it comes down to it in the playoffs, they don't know how to execute. They choke. So well, like, listen, uh, I mean, they're they're choking. It yeah. is monumental and historical uh, beyond other levels. That's for sure. No, you know, you know, when you when you decide that you want to be a Clipper fan, you understand that you are rooting for um, a continuous underdog. And they always, and when you root for a continuous underdog, you always want that that movie uh, ending. And but this is real life, and yeah. because real life is is what we're in, we're not in a scripted uh, situation. No, yeah. the underdog is always going to be the underdog, right? Yep. They're always going to be the little brother. No, no, no matter what. That so. doesn't excuse the historical chokes that they, that that team. <laughs> They that's choke every year, even when they had Chris Paul, yeah, Blake Griffin, different, different coaches, different squads, different owners, yeah. and yeah. still the same result. It, it, it's, it's, their, yeah. it's their culture, though. Like, yeah, geez, I know, agree. It, it, it's, it, it's just the culture that they have. But look, I mean, uh, I get it. Like, you know, uh, the Cowboys have, uh, in the NFL have won Super Bowl since yeah. 1992, but every year mm-hmm. the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. So and my Chargers have like, the same thing, too. What happened with Chargers? Yeah. Yeah, they have a losing organization. They got great talent year after year, 14-2, uh, losing the first round. Almost go to the Super Bowl, get blown up by 20-plus points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, my Chargers have a great, talented team this year. 
Right. You know, you know, I, I just um, think I, I think I think that what that is, is that that you have to give credit where credit's due. And yeah. it, it's not easy to get over the hump and just be a, a good team to get to a championship squad. Um, yeah. And, and you know, as you're going through the playoffs, the truth comes out and, and you can be the best squad for a seven game series or any one game. We all know this. But eventually the truth comes out, and and as you get further along in the playoffs, the coaching gets better. The players get better. Everything slows down. Everything gets exaggerated, all your flaws, and they just – the reality is it's just not there. Um, The question is why do they keep getting hyped? Um, You know, uh, and and that's just media, and and I'll throw out another example of media hype – you know, the same year that LeBron teamed up with AD was the same year that Kyrie teamed up uh, with uh, KD and uh, Kawhi and Paul George. Yet, all the heat you hear is how horrible the Lakers have done until, you know, uh, KD asking for the uh, trade. All the heat is how horrible the Lakers have done Yet in that time span, we've got a title. They've got nothing, and they're they're falling apart. It's media spin. Yeah, I mean the media definitely likes to create their own story. Uh, I believe the media already knows who they want to, you know, be the MVP of the league even before a game gets started. I think it's it's usually you know that uh, that player that they're going to pick at the beginning of the season. The media is is easy for them to do because. They pick, you know, they have the votes to be able to do that. Um, and I think it's when, when, when situations things like that happen, the only way that that changes is if they somebody gets hurt or or, or something like that. So, um, yeah, the media definitely is going to control the storyline. Um, and and I and people love to the, the crash or burn of the Lakers because we are so successful, right? Uh, the, uh most of the time, and they love the uninstalled story of the, of the Clippers. And then they're saying, okay, yeah, you know, the Clippers are going to be able to do it this time. So well, we'll um, see. Well, we lost yeah. Big Baby again, yeah. technical difficulties. But uh, if he's able to join us, we've only got a few minutes left. Hopefully he'll be able to join us. But either way, we're going to move forward with the show. And as always, you guys know, if you listen or follow the show, then you know we always like to end our show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike's going to share his thoughts or opinions on a topic. And it's simple. He just wants to know, are his thoughts in bounds or out of bounds? Money Mike? You got the mic. Yeah, so you know, I've been really thinking about this because uh, it's so it's so much that's going on with the whole free agency stuff, and it, it's really just frustrating me on 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 what's going on because when I we if you look at the last series between the Celtics and the Warriors, uh, these were two teams that were not put together by players; they were put together by the actual GM, the president, you know, yes. ownership. No, those types no of superstar they, demanding to play you know, with someone. Right. So and this is one of the reasons why I really enjoyed the series, um, you know, and, you know, with the Warriors win. That was just icing on the cake because, um, you know, we never want the Celtics to win. But am I out of bounds for saying that I prefer um, a team that is built by ownership and GMs versus the players that you've been the GMs and trying to create a super team? I prefer a organically built team that, that goes for the championship uh since i'm the only one available right now i'm gonna go ahead and say you're inbounds and i'm gonna say that the proof is in the pudding 
Uh, I don't know of a player, I'll say a player driven, right? So uh, a player driven team that has succeeded in modern era. We've had, you know, player coaches. Of course, they had, they're, they're out there. And of course, they had something to say, but they're also playing. Um, I don't know of any squad or any team um, where the player themselves said, I want to play with this guy. And that made the difference. Um, I, Wade didn't even say, Hey, I want to play with this guy or I'm leaving. You know, it just so happened. Chris Bosch and LeBron came and that helped and Shaq came. Um, but there was no demands to play with those players or I'm leaving or, or something along those lines, you know, like a LeBron or a KD or these guys are doing. Um, so you're definitely in bounds. I, I don't think there, there's an example out there where it's actually succeeded. Can you even think of one? I mean, not well, not really in, in, in like definitely in my last uh, 10 years, but because I, I think one of the biggest problems that people have is they're not constructing teams. They're just putting name brand players together. And I, it, what you what you have to do is you have to say, OK, I'm a guard. I need to you know, I need to get a guard. I need to get a forward. I need to get a center. Like you can't just say, oh, you know, let me just get these players that's that 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 you know because they're really really good and put or, them on or my, my team. friend or my friend or my friend like yeah they, they, it's just not gonna work so I, I i love the construction of a team you know by the people that is supposed to be constructing the team. now now is is that construction uh specifically through draft and development or are you okay putting a super team together as long as it wasn't uh, like like let's just say miami as long as it's something that that was the vision of a pat riley as opposed to the player yeah i i that's what i want like uh, like what, so you're okay with the super team aspect as long as it's team driven not player driven well because i think the mentality is different from the people that put the, the team together like when when they put the substance together they said okay you know, we, let's get this forward. Let's get this guard. You know, let's get this in. You know, I mean, they put the team together. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, where they, where people in their uh, respective position, go be able to go shine. Right. One of the reasons why, you know, I don't think Westbrook is a bad player. You know, uh, I think he. I agree with Darman uh, that he that he has a lot left in the tank, but I believe he's not good for our team because he, in order for him to be effective. He has to be the ball handler. That's all the ball. Right? And now we have LeBron. LeBron is going to be the ball handler. Yep. And he's and so therefore Westbrook does not have a place on the team. Yep. So, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, let's put together the pieces of a team where it, it is effective versus just the name of a player just because they're really good at on this other team that they that they have. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, okay. I have one last thing I want to bring up to you uh, that we didn't mention. Uh, we have about a minute and a half left. Uh, my buddy, uh, one of my least favorite players, he was traded. Patrick Beverly was traded from the, the Timberwolves in that Rudy Gobert trade. So he's now in Utah. Uh, he wasn't really happy about that. Did you see what he had said? I saw him kind of going off. And yeah. Yep. Yep. He, he basically said, F you, Minnesota. Um, I poured my heart out for you and this is how you treated me. Screw you. There's nothing to do there anyways. Um, by the way, buddy, you just moved to Utah. <laughs> There's nothing to do there too. So you're not going to have too much fun. Um, what do you think about a player basically cussing out a town in a city because they traded him? It's business, isn't it? It is, but I also think that it's really funny because he, 
Apparently, he thinks more of himself than everybody else does. He thinks he's Isaiah Thomas now with the Celtics and deserves a video when he comes back. Right. Well, yes. Because he beat what? The Clippers in the play-in game. (laughs) Come on, man. But I can say this. I know you you are not a fan of, of, of Patrick Beverly. Um, I actually like him. I love the culture that he toughened up Minnesota. I mean, he made Carl Anthony Towns, you know, tougher. be tougher. He made, you know, them. So, you know, he, he felt like <laughs> that was his home. But listen, at the end of the day, Patrick Beverly, you're a journeyman. Uh, uh, you, you're going to go to Minnesota and you're going to toughen them up and, and you're going to be just fine. Um, and man, at least they got a mall in Minnesota. Like I mean, know. dude, I'm telling you, he said there's nothing to do, yeah, right. and, and they just shipped his ass to Utah. So right. like, like yeah, you're about to figure some shit out right there. You were about to figure some out. All right. Well, uh, Big Baby never made it back on technical difficulties, but that's okay. He made it through most of the show, so we'd like to thank him. Be sure to follow Big Baby Jonathan on uh, Twitter and so forth. Just type it in; you'll find him. He's the only Big Baby Jonathan out there. Uh, thank you to Marco Nunez as always. We'd like to thank our producer. Dwan always helping out making a big difference here uh all our friends um security one uh united security one boop, yeah, boop, boop. yeah united one security got it shout uh, out to united one united uh, one there we go got them on the on the hook we're in there um be sure to look out for new shows on infinity studios channel coming real real soon and we will be back next week with the Kyrie is now a laker news Probably, but we'll see how that goes. To everybody out there, be sure to follow the Profanity Nation podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, if you want to watch the videos, and everywhere that podcasts are listened to. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week, every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. We're out. Peace.